Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. So I was just listening to another podcast earlier today that featured a friend of mine, Cardeni the Magician. He is one of the most polished performers I've ever had the privilege of knowing. And it reminded me, the podcast reminded me that I was listening to, that I'd interviewed him for a previous program I did called The Fair Question last year. And that was a video show available on YouTube. But with the boom in voice and and the major pickups in podcasting, I wanted to share it with you all here. So we stripped the audio off of that video to bring it to you here. Cardeni and I talk about his journey breaking into the fair industry, being a polished act, and what drives him to be the incredible performer he is. I hope you all enjoy it. You're listening to Fair Game, the fair industry's premier podcast experience with your host, Robert Smith. All right, guys, we're uh, we're here at the Osceola County Fair. I'm joined by my buddy Cardeni, the magician, and very specifically, right, because I made this mistake already, it's Cardeni, right? Where'd you Correct. get the name? Where'd you get the name? Uh, well, it's a trifecta of different things. Uh, my birth name is Dennis, so that's where the Denny comes in. That's deep. Yeah, it is. But I also have two other inspirations involved in there, and one of those is the master magician Cardini from the totally. 40s and 50s. Totally. And Cardini was very much a victim of magic. Things would just kind of happen to him. Right. He played the character as a character of a, a drunken, slightly tipsy um, Welsh Englishman that would come out and cards would just appear. So it was almost like his drunkenness made this magic happen and it was, he was always very befuddled by it. Right. And his mannerisms and his character is very similar to that of Kramer from Seinfeld. I can see that. Right? I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kramer's always very much the victim of everything. Right. So, um, Cardeni, Cardini, and the K because of the character Kramer. Gotcha. So that's why yeah. you learn with the K. It's, yes. it's from Kramer. So, yes. like, the, you do have a backstory. Like, a, a lot of people, if you were out here at the fair, or I'm guessing it, it, if you go to, the, to Disney, you're out there at Boardwalk, right? Yeah. Like, I, a lot of people probably are like, it's Cardini because, like, magicians always go with the anything right as the play on Houdini's name or, or whatnot right but so you've got the whole backstory right that's cool that's cool so you're here at the Osceola County Fair mm-hmm. um, you just got started in the fair industry yeah. and and we've started this program I've been in now for seven years we started the fair question program to start answering questions um, digitally that people have like I get these questions all the time at, at fair conventions like how do you get booked? How did you meet that fair manager? How you know? So, so give me some background on, and, and give the viewers some background on um, you getting into the fairs. What what made you jump from um, and expand from your your corporate and your your Disney stuff to going and working with fairs? Well, I think I'm more of a performer and an entertainer than I am a magician. Sure. Uh, magic is one of the ways that I deliver what it is that I do as far as entertainment is. And so I always need a fix. I always need to be performing. When I was younger and I was trying to find gigs, if I wasn't performing, I would get into a depression without even knowing it. And then suddenly I'd be so depressed and I would wonder, why am I depressed? And then I would realize I haven't performed for a month. And the minute I would go out and perform, 
my depression went away and I started to, I would feel joyful again. Right. And so it's almost like a drug. So I would, I, I start into it and then I, I just can't stop. I just enjoy it that much. So this, like, this really is your passion. Like, yeah. there's a lot of guys out there I've met. I mean, I've been doing magic 20 years. Like, my first professional magic show was 20 years ago this past December for a Rotary Club in New Mexico. And along that time, I've met a ton of people that are like, I'm a magician, but it's like, but no, you're an IT guy at, at a business, right. or you're right, and that's cool if if you do magic, if that makes you happy, that's your your side hustle or whatnot. Yeah, you got to pay the is, bills. This is your calling. This is your passion to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's more of it's more of being an actor, really. It's quoting uh, Jean Robert Houdin saying that a magician is an actor playing the part of a magician. I've heard that. Right. It's good. So. I knew that at a young age, so all my mentors always told me about, well, if you want to be a good magician, you have to understand acting, you have to learn acting and theater. And where I started in Portland, Oregon, those resources were not available. It wasn't until I came to Florida when those resources were abundant. Right. You can take acting classes everywhere. And so once I really started understanding acting and character and story arc and backstory and things like that, not just reading it but physically exercising it on a regular basis auditioning for plays and TV shows sure and diving into a character and having that understanding that's when I started to feel like I'm becoming a magician and I want to feel I want to say about two years ago I really I was like all right I think I'm a magician now and then about six months ago I was like nah I'm not even close yet like I'm not ready <laughs> so so you don't see you're not the type of person that's like hey I went to that local magic shop I spent a hundred bucks so I'm a magician like you are like injecting yourself into this acting role of becoming becoming the magician right yeah and becoming the magician has nothing to do with the magic tricks that I do I was put in my place at a very very young age when I first started and I had very powerful and strong mentors that if I was out of line I was told that wow. I was out of line okay you know like you have no business doing this you have no business charging this you have no business this and this and this and then I would always have to reflect on these things that I was told and these lessons that I was given uh, in a very humble manner because these people had been doing it for 30 years already and I'd been doing it right. for one or two years right thinking that I was like the shit or something but. so it's like it's like it's a growth thing for you because I think especially now in like the last three or four years for me personally as I've started to shift to the business side and understand how to run a business right um, and and produce conjure and get it out into affairs I think a lot of a lot of performers, a lot of business people in general, they see the end product like mm -hmm. new people coming into the fair industry see Conjure busy everywhere, and they're like, "Oh, I want that now." Right. They don't see the seven years, ten years, fifteen, thirty years for some magicians or entertainers that it takes right. to get there. Exactly, and that's I think we kind of get lost in that in this age of the internet and the social media right. you know everything is so immediate you can have your dvds anytime with netflix you can binge watch an entire show you don't have right. to wait a week for the episode to come out sure. it's like all these things are coming at us instantly and so we become spoiled yep you know like i was uh, just up in new york and you don't have a car in new york 
Right. But you See, do I have to live go. in that environment. That's so different to me. The whole, right. I, I walk everywhere, or I take the subway, or right. we get an Uber, or a cab, or like. So you don't have a car. How are you going to get conjured to go do a gig? Right. Right? Yeah, that's I'm like. I'm, that's why I'm scared of going into the corporate market in New York. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough, you know. So I really, like, you realize how spoiled you are with certain things, you know. And again, for me, a magician has nothing to do with the tricks. You know, so I really have to think about what is a magician and what do I think and feel about as a magician? Well, to me, it's eating healthy, meditating, doing yoga and all those different types of things and really, you know, living the life of a magician. Right. And not just it's not just about your card tricks and your your mind reading effects and your mentalism and the magic and the illusions and the manipulations like there's so much more totally to being a professional magician yeah you know yeah. that is important because if you don't have your health you have nothing and then how are you going to go and perform you know if you don't have peace of mind I how agree. are you going to go perform i agree you know? yeah i face that same thing even like with me with doing conjure with all, any of my stuff mm -hmm. i mean i've got psoriatic arthritis so if i'm not taking care of that first and foremost right. it's like I'm not climbing in the box. I'm not driving right. to a fair across the country. Speaking of fairs, you're here at Osceola um, here in Kissimmee, Florida. You've got some great theatrical production in there. I mean, the stage that the fair has set up, the lighting, the rigging, I mean, you don't typically get that at fairs. Is no, no. Um, and the few that I've done, it's not been like this. I mean, right. I feel like a rock star. Right. You know, I got a, a guy, it's like a roadie. He's like putting the stuff out for me and like yeah. Grayson, he's just like, he's Oh just yeah, killing Grayson, it. the he's stage amazing. manager out here at, the, at Osceola County has been incredible. Even me, like I'm not on the stage. I'm not out there, but He's still making sure he's like, do you need water? Do you need anything? If you know, yeah. he's he's completely all over it. So one of the one of the things I hear performers um, struggle with, right, in my time, and this is just like the nature of the fair industry. It happens because there's so much going on. You got the midway, you got the lights, the Ferris wheel, the games, other shows. Mm -hmm. People's attention is, it, we're all vying for that attention. Right. You had you realized earlier in the week um, when you were here before you went up to New York and then you came back that some of your crowd sizes were a little smaller because people, nothing about you, but people weren't coming into the building. Right. So how have you adjusted to get people into the building? Well, I, I pulled a trick from another fair where I tried out something that was very successful, and that is we're in this this age of distance from each other where we're like having conversations like this is very rare. Sure. Right. So. I need to directly connect with people because I know if people know me mm -hmm. and if people see the things that I do and they can connect to it, then I know they will come to the show because I right. know they'll enjoy it. Totally. And that's just from 17 years of plugging away at it. Yep. Right. I agree. So I go out onto the, the midway and I talk to people. I do magic for people. Uh, you know, I'm not getting paid to do that. That's not a deal that I have with the fair. But I do right. offer that. I say, hey, right. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to get them to come to the show. Right. Because the truth is, I don't want to perform for nobody. I can of do course. that at my house. Oh, yeah. Right. right? Yeah. That's I called can... get a mirror and practice your right. trick 300 yeah. times. Exactly. And I'm here to perform the people that are at the fair. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not really doing my job. Totally. You know? Well, I think that gives more value to fairs. Like, I see so many entertainers that want to come to a fair, do their act, get their check, and go. Right. But what you're doing, that's ultimately more value because, I, you know, I've watched you. You go out like 15, 20 minutes or half hour ahead of showtime, mm -hmm. and you start strolling. You start going up, doing some tricks for people, and you're handing them the little card with your photo on it and your showtime's written on it, mm -hmm. and your crowd sizes have improved. Yeah. Like, 
like that's extra value for the fair because if I'm the fair manager, I'm like, well, you know, Cardiani is doing three shows a day or four shows a day or whatever it is you do at a given fair. But now you're doing more because now my guests are getting a little extra out there right. on the fairgrounds. Like that's value. Yeah. And and performers need to get that. Yeah. It's not. Like, yeah, we, we all sign our contract. There was three shows or whatever the number is. And it's, mm -hmm. this is where we perform. This is our space. Mm -hmm. But you, well, I'm a big advocate of like staying in your lane. Like you can change lanes on that and say to the fair manager, let me go out and do a little bit extra to get them in here. Right. So then the folks out on the fairgrounds that decide they're not going to come to your show, well, they still got some of the Cardeni experience right. out there. Exactly. And more than likely, they do show up. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I don't even have to do anything. I just give them the flyer. I'm already in costume saying, hey, there's a show starting in 15, 20 minutes. Right. And they're like, oh, a show? And it's free. You don't have to pay for it. You know, that's another thing that's appealing. You know, you got to tell people the value. You have to give them a reason to show up. Right. You know, I'm not famous. I'm not David Copperfield. I'm not Darren Brown. I'm not I David I dare Blaine. say that even David <laughs> Copperfield could have some struggles in the fair market because it's right. such, it's so, I don't know, it just, it's well, such the, a diverse the, the, market. It, it can be a challenge. The thing is, is if you already have a name, if you already have something. Right. People will draw to that, you know, right. if, you know, Bill Gates says he's showing up at the fair doing a speech, people are going to the fair to see Bill Gates. That's what they're going to do. Right. Right. But not very many people know about Cardeni. Not, not right. millions of people, a few thousands, you know, 100,000 maybe. Right. But, you know, I don't have millions of people that will draw in each city. Correct. So I have to create those relationships. Right. It, it was someone expressed it to me this way once with fair performers that if we were a grocery store item, like whether it's the pig race or the circus mm -hmm. or the magician, or the juggler, or the fortune box or whatever it is, if we were a grocery store item, would we be the milk that's at the back of the store or would we be at the checkout? the impulse purchase we're the impulse right. totally on a fairgrounds it's mm -hmm. like mom and dad are walking around with two or three kids mm -hmm. the kid one kid's hungry one kid's got to pee they're looking at the map going all right how much are the wristbands where's the roller coaster where's the ferris wheel right. oh there's a magician so like we got to give like how do we give them value enough to come to the show right. how do we break through that noise and i think like you getting out there and doing that it's above and beyond what your contract is right. the fair's not paying you extra for it yeah. but you're giving them more value for yeah. it yeah and it just again it just allows me to connect with those people and to also build those relationships and that following sure because in this in this arena, in this venue, mm -hmm. I can tell people, follow me on Twitter, yep. follow me on Instagram, totally. and they do. Totally. Right? And then they come back year after year. There's a fair, another fair that I've done where they, they come back. Oh, we saw you last year. We came back. We saw on Twitter that yep. you're coming back, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, I think like you, you just nailed it right there with the relationships. Mm -hmm. When you're connecting with these people, when you're getting them into your Facebook and your, and your social digital marketing following, like I talk to entertainers that are like, yeah, we really don't. There's not real value in Facebook for me, or there's not real value in Instagram. And I'm like, there isn't, but there's value in relationships. And when right. somebody comments on something, then I at least acknowledge the comment by liking it, or I respond to it. Sure. And because you know, if you're if you're walking down the street, or if we're just sitting here and go, hey man, that was a cool picture, and I do nothing. Right. That's kind of rude. Totally. Yeah. Well, and and I see a lot of people that undervalue 
the value of a like right. or a comment. Like if someone is to me, like here, here's a classic example. Like when I fly on Southwest, like I always like it's a it's a a competition in my own head. Like I will take a picture with the flight attendant or take a picture of something cool going on, mm -hmm. and then when I tweet it, I will tag Southwest in it, and then right. it's like, are they going to reply? And then when Southwest replies great photo Robert enjoy your trip or thanks for right. flying with us I'm like dude Southwest responded to me yeah. right so there's real value there and to me you never know where that like is coming from this right. isn't this is the Osceola County Fair right. and you don't know which person out here is a cruise ship director is an mm -hmm. entertainment producer whose brother produces a show some you don't know who well, I had a, another fair come up to me during after one of my shows and talk to me about right potential here. work at yeah. Osceola, at so, Osceola. Like, so literally from out like, of like ten thousands of well thousands of miles away you know right so like literally you you're getting paid to be here to do your show for the fair guest and it turned out that it's a now a paid showcase right. for you and you I'm building relationships it. and I'm meeting people not just from from Florida, I've met people from New York. I've yeah. met people from Atlanta. I've met people from all over the country just at this fair here. Right. You know. Yeah, I, and like, you never know. You never know who it is that you connect with. Some of them are are, are fans. Some of them become friends over yeah. the years. I've got people that I'm connected with for all the years that I've performed. The last three or four years, I've been out in Los Angeles in the summer and the fall. Um, like. Now, they started as fans. They were like, hey, we really like Conjurer. We, they follow me on Facebook or whatever. And they've interacted, and we built that relationship enough yeah. that now when it's like, hey, I'm going to be there for OC Fair, now we go to lunch on a Monday right. when we're dark. Like, now they're friends. You know what I mean? Right, and, and they'll get other people to go to your shows and to do things. Because Absolutely. once people like you, they will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Right? If I you mean, inspire them to do that. If you inspire yeah. them to do that and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to be in town. I'm doing this and this. Oh, yeah, we'll talk all about it. We'll tell all our friends, you know? Yeah. And th just that gesture is enough. If nothing happens out of it, nothing happens out of it. But it, it doesn't matter. I saw this great video on Facebook the other day that said it was this guy talking about the fact that nobody cares that you're talented. No. Because everyone's talented. And people have this attitude of, oh, if I had that platform, or if I had that much money, I could do that, or right. I'm better than that. And all Build that it. stuff might be true. Like, a lot of the people that like make it big or make it famous, sometimes they have very little talent. Right. But they put in the work. Yes. Build. That's what I say. Build it. Yeah. They like we always look at work. right. We were talking about earlier. We always like we look at Mark Zuckerberg now. Everybody wants to build the new cool app because that's cool now. But like, is that really what you're called to do? Or are you just being the hipster and getting on that bandwagon? And regardless, right. like Zuckerberg didn't just poof, I coded Facebook. Right. He spent years of his life mm -hmm. learning how to code, getting doing like grinding all that out before all of a sudden it was like boom and it hit right. and it was the right time like i think with facebook had it been five years earlier yeah nothing. it probably doesn't like we don't know what facebook is today right he hit it at the right time yeah. but he he did the work yeah he, he did. did the work yeah so what's up next for cardenny uh well i have to go back to new york after the fair and finish off my uh my run of my theater show um which is uh, a magic play i call it a magical Mm -hmm. So rather than a musical, Clever. It's, it's a magical. A, it's a magical. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but it's called Illusion of Choice, and it expresses the idea of of choices through uh, a narrative expressed through drama and magic. So you know, when we make a choice, like whether you're buying vegetables or a gallon of milk, like are you really making that choice? And then what does that mean? Sure. Right. So that's kind of like 
the thing that it's about. So I have to, we had our world premiere in Manhattan on last Thursday, uh, February 16th, and I had to come back here and do this. And when I'm done, I fly back out there on Wednesday, and we I'll be there for 10 days, finishing off the next five shows. And it's cool, man. So we're that's pretty much my, my big project right now is Illusion of Choice, and we're also doing uh, the Fringe Festival in uh, Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. and then we're also in talks with uh, Hollywood in California, and then hey. there's a, a few other ones. Hollywood, right? So. Everybody comes to Hollywood got a dream. Yeah, What's your dream, mister? <laughs> you remember that in Pretty Woman at the end of it? What's your dream? Hey, everybody comes to Hollywood. That's right. All right, man. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, Cardeni.com, K-A-R-D-E-N-N-I. Um, at Cardeni on Facebook or on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook, it's... Uh, slash magician dot cardeni cool we'll make sure all your stuff's up on the video yeah good deal man awesome all right guys we gotta go we got shows and stuff we gotta do i mean we're not getting paid to sit here and talk i'm hungry thanks for watching the fair question we'll catch you next week hey podcast family i greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and i would be thrilled if you would go ahead and give it a rating also, if you found value in this podcast, please share it with your friends. The more you share it, the more the podcast grows. See ya.